Online Podcast Halloween Special. Ladies and gentle whores, welcome back to Online Podcast. One more time. I hope you enjoyed the stories and the experience shared by myself and Turnip Head yesterday. And today you are back for more. It's even scarier, I heard. We have another guest here to share his supernatural paranormal stories with us. Seder69, welcome to online again. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I am doing wonderful, John. How are you? Well, I'm doing awesome, except I'm anxious to hear about all your ghost stories. I don't know how, like, I don't know if it's in your podcast or what that I've heard that you, uh, um, that, that you are, well, first of all, you like zombies, but... Um, Love zombies. That's besides the point. But um, what I'm really trying to, to talk to you about is... Hey, John. What? Do you know what vegetarian zombies eat? No. Grains. <laughs> oh, gosh, you're so funny. Grain. Whole wheat. Anyway, uh, so uh, I want to ask you, so I, I asked Turnip Head also um, yesterday that uh, – I want to find out kind of how your background is. Oh, first of all, do you believe in ghosts? Oh, very much so. Okay. So that's got, got, get that out of the way. And then what do you think um, your childhood growing up has any influence to you believing in ghosts? Nothing whatsoever. Okay. So you grew up like not totally not believing in spirit like you know well you know i can't say that i didn't or i did believe it was just it never was a focus never was a focus and then the first time i encountered something i'm like oh this shit's real well okay so let's get into this so so you were were you uh so you were not like completely and it's not out of your mind you just never focus on that thing you never talk about it uh yesterday i shared that it was kind of big in my culture growing up I, it's always been a big part of our culture is to talk about ghosts and both the fact that i'm chinese and there's a lot of chinese people who believe in taoism believe in ghosts and uh-huh. and also um i um, a Catholic, and then the exorcism has always been, you know, a part of our conversation, and also part of my, um, I guess it would be kind of like the the fun thing that we we all want to talk about, even though our parents don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so it's like very intriguing to me. So mm-hmm. now what I want to ask you, do you, so when was it that first experience that you had that changed your mind, or suddenly you're like, fuck, this is real. Uh, it was during high school. I was I was working on a haunted house because I used to build and design haunted houses when I was younger. Uh-huh. And we were working on a property that was rumored to be haunted. Ooh. And there wasn't a whole lot of good security there. So 
during the weekends when I wasn't in school, I'd actually spend the night there to keep uh, security watch. Mm-hmm. And one night, I had an encounter that I could not explain. And at that point, I realized that there there was something out there that, well, can't be explained by, by science. Hmm. Do tell. What is it? Well, uh, I was staying on the second floor of the building. And on the grounds was a rose garden. Oh, and it was beautiful because it's all, all dilapidated and the roses were dead. But it looked great for the haunted house. Mm-hmm. And one night about, I think it was about 2, 2.30 in the morning, I was doing a security round. And I saw a figure walking in the rose garden. Is it this, like a dark, like a shadow? Figure? No, it was that? a white, misty figure. Oh, Almost, gosh. my first thought was it looked like somebody in a wedding dress. I, I remember that. That was my first thought. Going, that looks like a wedding dress. Oh. And but as I got closer, it just disappeared. Was it clear? Was it how? How? So you, okay, what looks like so kind of somewhat see through, wisp, wispy. White. It was it was person size. It wasn't distinct. There okay. was no distinct form. Uh-huh. But uh, because it was misty and and foggy esque, it had that wedding gown kind of look. That's yeah. what, uh, what I think I remember the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That's a good description. Like kind of uh, slightly see through, kind of like a meshy white. Um, Correct. Figure. Yeah. Okay. So now you were what you were in. in High school at that time? I was, I was about 17 or 18 at that time. Did now, that's... keep in mind, yeah. I grew up loving horror movies. Okay. Uh, so, you know, Godzilla, zombies, the universal Godzilla! monsters. I swear to God, John, I love Godzilla. <laughs> I lived about three blocks from an army base, a uh-huh. reserve base. Yeah. And every time, you know, like once every month or two, they'd go out on maneuvers. But they would take all of their... Uh, uh, vehicles right by our house, and every time I go, they're gonna go get Godzilla. They're gonna go get all that stock footage of all the army, you know, driving by. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, go yeah. When you when you saw the the ghost for the first time, you were you. What was your reaction? I mean, were you afraid? I was or like, intrigued? I was like, holy fucking shit! <laughs> I think the, uh, that was my reaction. <laughs> were you, was, that, was, did you were you by yourself? I was by myself. Yeah. And then I, w- I remember going back up to uh, my room and just – well, m- not my room, but there was another room on the second floor that looked out on the garden. And I remember sitting in that room for the longest time just watching, just watching to see if I saw something again. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And did you? No, no. That was the a one-time thing at that property. That was okay. the only time I ever saw anything. And uh, were you more intrigued or more afraid? You know that one I was just intrigued. It didn't scare me because when I've encountered now, I know I sound crazy, but I've encountered spirits a lot. Okay. And this one was a very benevolent feeling. Okay. It it didn't it wasn't no scary threat. at all. Yeah. Plus I wasn't that close to it. Uh-huh. Uh so in this case it didn't scare me at all. It just really intrigued me and I was like Wow. Wow. And of so, course, when I told all my coworkers, no one believed me. Yeah, yeah. So this is, I know, I, I want to preface this too, because uh, yesterday when, when I was recording with Turnip Head, I kind of explained my, uh, you know, what, what my my belief is. And I I talked about how 
if if I go out and tell most people about this, they probably think that I'm crazy. Like I'm intrigued. I I have not had any uh, a first like firsthand experience about stuff like that. I've sent something. Uh, which I talked about yesterday. You're gonna have to listen to that. But, uh, but by this time, I've already listened to it. Right. And so I loved it. So, <laughs> so my 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 question is, um, do you? How much of this do you keep away from your friends? Like you just never tell. You only tell. Oh no, no, things. I fucking tell when I have an encounter. Because uh. uh, I think we talked about what was it two years ago? The, yeah. The last time I was on your yeah, Halloween yeah. show. Uh, my last hotel I was at, I I totally had experiences there. So I would often tell people. So this is not the current the this is not your current workplace. It was no. Sadly, before. my new job. Uh, I've been here for a little over two years now. It is not haunted in any way, shape, or form. Oh. Okay, do tell about that then. The 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 haunted workplace that you. Have. Well, I worked at a wonderful hotel called uh, Asilomar Conference Grounds mm -hmm. in Pacific Grove, California, and it's it's nearly a, a century old at this point, but it had a lot of phenomenon in it. There was um, – in the building I worked, I worked in the front desk. We had a ghost that would constantly watch us. Ew. Uh, almost – no, well, no, almost like a, a supervisor would watch you. Oh, Oftentimes, we would feel the presence like standing in a doorway. And I, I actually, I saw it once where I, I could have swore it was leaning on the door frame, you know, very relaxed. Yeah. And it would just watch us. And a lot of people really got, got the heebie jeebies from it. Did you see him or did you just sense the, the, the presence? Yes. <laughs> So you sense it like somebody's watching. But I kind of saw it too, but not. It was one of those corner of the eye things. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't see him dead on, but out of the corner. You know, our peripheral vision is where we'll often see spirits. Right. Because that sees much more of a of a UV range oh, than our, our direct on vision. Oh, is that what it is? So that's what happened on that one. But I have a great story how one time my boss, I was in the inner office and she was, it was a slow night. We had no check-ins and she was out in front and I was in the inner office doing something and she just screamed at me. And I turn around and she thought that I was just standing right in her bubble. You know that feeling you get when somebody's standing in your bubble? Yeah. And you're like, you, you step, you like step back. Close. You need to step like, back. Yeah. But she thought I was behind her while she was working on the computer, just right there in her bubble. And she's like, Scott, get away from me. I'm like, and I reach, I poked my head and going, I'm in here. And then she's like, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, was she aware of, of that oh, yeah. entity? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So people, people I, work there pretty much. Job because we were a state park, uh -huh. we had a park naturalist, mm -hmm. and I was the park supernaturalist. <laughs> Okay, so people go to you when they oh, yeah. they oh. totally went to me. And I I actually had um, I had written out an article for folks if they wanted to know. I said, "Here's where uh, we encounter things, so don't be freaked out." That's just where. Now, this is for is. your your peers, or is it for your guests? Uh, well, sometimes if a guest asks, we would we would print out a copy for a guest. Oh, so um, let's go back to say your first few weeks there i mean how and when did you discover that place was haunted well i was 
I was there for, I want to say, three weeks, and our night auditor, the person who's there overnight, that's my job now, but back then I wasn't an auditor. Our night auditor called in deathly sick, and our relief auditor was on vacation. So they said, Scott, do you mind doing an overnight shift, and uh, we'll give you all the steps to do it? I said, sure, you know, I'm a company man. Mm-hmm. And that first night I was by myself. The uh, building had a huge fireplace, and believe it or not, that fireplace w- was a good source of heat, even more so, so than the central heating. Mm-hmm. And so about every half hour, you'd have to throw another log on or so. Okay. So I remember it was about, I want to say it was about 12.30, 1 in the morning. I go, I throw some wood on the fire, and as I'm walking back to the front desk, I notice that the lights in the business center were on. So I want to save a little energy, so I go and I turn them off, and I go back and I start doing my work again. About a half hour later, I go to throw another log on the fire, and I turn around, and the lights in the business center were on again. Mm. And I'm thinking, I don't remember somebody coming in, but somebody might have, and I might have missed them. Mm -hmm. So I go and I turn them off again, and I go back to do my work. And about a half hour later or so, I go to throw another log on the fire, and I look, and the fucking lights are on on again. And at that point, I'm like, "All right, the lights just staying on. I'm not going to turn them back off." Now, were you? So you were very clear that the, were the switch then flipped to, to off, or was in a yeah, oh yeah, it, normal light switch, and it was in a different building. It was in a little subset room, uh-huh. so it wasn't like you'd have to reach in the doorway to turn the light on and off. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like somebody could casually do yeah. it walking by. Okay, so that's when that's the first. Uh, that was sign. The time. Yeah, the first okay. time at, at that at that place that I realized something was going on in that building. Mm. And then, did you? Uh, what's your you? What are all the additional stuff that you you found out from that place? Well, I often uh, to when you're working the graveyard shift, you'll do anything to stay awake. Yeah. And that that building had a wonderful grand piano, so I would go and I would sit and play the piano. Mm-hmm. And one time I was sitting there and I got that feeling of being watched and I quickly turned around and I saw something standing in an alcove watching me play the piano. Ew. And I was like, well, no, see, it wasn't you. It was like, wow, I hope I I was entertaining them. Oh, my gosh. You and Turnip had uh, the two that you guys had like no – I think you were just open to it and so – Accepting well, of I've their had presence. One bad experience, John. Okay, save I've... that. Save that. Ooh, uh, <laughs> because I want to quickly explain. Because everything that I hear, you know, I do the segment once a month uh, on my Penang Hokkien podcast, the ghost stories, and this is like yeah, a, a sample of of an English you know, on online. So most of the ghost stories that I've heard, people tend to have. Maybe it's my culture. People tend to equate that to like a. Uh, a threat or a fearful thing and therefore I've never really really consider not just accepting that okay they are part of our existence and and accept that in fact Turner has said most most the uh, in fact all the spirit that he's encountered were just really just spirit of the of uh, some somebody's passing and and not really like demonic or um or th- threatening. Uh huh. What's your thought? Have you? Yeah. I don't know. I I think. So you're not I, afraid. I, 
What was that? Uh, you are not afraid. It not unless I have a reason to be afraid. Okay. See, but by seeing something will not scare you. No, no. It, it's all about the energy of that something is hmm. well scare me or not. Right, right, right. Okay. Um. So go go on. So let let's talk about the the uh, all the additional stuff that you experienced, but save the the bad one. Well, I think I told you about the theater experience last time. Yeah, I guess I'd repeat that. I, I, I kind of remember. It's been, two, it's been two years. You have new listeners. Yeah, so, yes. So what what happened was um, we had a, a building at this facility that uh, during the Christmas time when we were very low in occupancy, we would actually put on a show on the stage. Mm-hmm. That way we could try to get just a little bit of extra uh, money. I'll, I'll be glad to say it. <laughs> We're not having hotel guests. We'll need to make money some way. So this building, uh, which was called Chapel because it was, it was originally a chapel, did have a bit of a history to it about the what was called the Lady in White. Mm-hmm. Now, up until that point, I had never encountered the Lady in White. But the back of the building was one giant plate glass window that looked out onto the dunes and the ocean because okay. we, were, we were right on the coast. Yep. And one of our security guards had often said that when they're doing rounds, they'll see somebody inside a woman in white looking out that window out onto the dunes. Mm. Isn't that spooky? Yes. I love that. Just, just looking out onto the dunes. But so, I had so never it's looking, encountered So it's from, in, from inside the theater by looking outside, right? Yeah, she's inside the okay. building looking out the giant plate glass window. Okay. Like she's searching for someone. Hmm. But I had never encountered anything. So we're putting on a show about the architect Julia Morgan, who, was, who designed Asilomar, California's very first female architect. And we had somebody write a biography play about her, and we were putting this on. Well, we were rehearsing in other buildings up until the week of the show because Chapel was a big, big building and often used by groups. So it wasn't available until the, the week before our show opened. And on our second night in the building, I'm on stage and John, I'm looking up into the balcony and I swear I see a woman sitting there watching us. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. <laughs> but it wasn't but it didn't scare me. At first I was intrigued. I was like, is that somebody up there? And then I'm like, it's probably and then I look back, gone. Oh. And I'm thinking, you know, it's probably just my overactive imagination. I'm probably projecting what I want to see. Right. And by that time you've you've already heard of that from I from have the heard security. of it. The rest of the cast, the three other people in the show, uh, at that time I was on stage with two girls. We were uh, in our scene. Mm-hmm. But I had never told them anything. So when we came to a, a stop in the rehearsal process, our actress playing Julia Morgan looked at me and the other actress and said, did either one of you see that? And I went, see what? And she said, the woman sitting in the balcony. <laughs> and the other actress goes, I thought I saw something too, but I wasn't sure what it was. And at that point, I had to explain to them the story of the lady in white. And we had one other encounter two nights later where, again, we felt a presence up in the balcony just watching us, watching the show. Mm-hmm. And every, no one in the cast, because there were three others and me, no one was scared. We were all kind of 
honored that somebody would watch the show. Mm. But it was that was my favorite part of the actress going, did anybody else see that? Like, okay, it wasn't just me who just saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that was very cool that to have other witnesses. Right. And that's I've, that's really my favorite story of of that uh, facility. So, of so uh, when they saw that the figure, did you see that too? Or you've only seen it once that that be prior to them? Uh, no, no. We were, I think we all saw it at all the same together. time. Oh, okay. Because we were all on stage at that time when I thought I saw it. Uh-huh. And then when we came to a pause, that's when the other actor said, did you? Did anybody else see that too? Uh, uh, uh. So uh, let's talk about a little bit, um, rather than the specific incident, let's talk about how your, your perception of, of ghosts. What are ghosts to you? What are ghosts to me? That's a good question. Because I don't know what ghosts are. I don't know whether they're the living who haven't passed on, although there's a lot of evidence to that point. I don't know in the cases of some, they're other entities, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, and a lot of people like to say demons, but I don't know. Uh-huh. So I, I'm not exactly sure what it is that, that we're, that people are seeing. Supernatural, like something that you can explain with, with science. Um, that that sort of experience, what kind of experience have you had other than seeing appearances and sensing presence? What do you mean? Are you are you able to pick up? We talked about that yesterday too. Are you able to pick up? Um, uh, what is what? Are you able to pick up emotion, feelings uh, from those? Spirits? Oh, other than. Other than what I'll call the ambiance of whether it's benevolent or malevolent, no, I really, I really haven't. Okay, uh, but but you can tell if this is safe or not safe. You can immediately feel. Yeah, that. pretty much. Okay, and most of the mind, time, I've only had one bad experience. Everything else has been pretty. Oh, this is cool. Let's talk about the bad one now. Okay, so um, get that scream ready. Mm-hmm. So, so we're going. Back. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going back to that place where the haunted house was. Yeah. And this is a couple weeks later. Uh, and I'm, again, it's on a weekend and I'm doing security. And the the building where we, this the first floor of the building was part of the haunted house. The second floor was our office and our makeup and costumes. Mm-hmm. But there was something about the house itself that, wasn't right that's the best way i can put it mm-hmm. it just didn't feel good all the time okay and so another another weekend and i'm by myself and i'm sleeping on the bed because we had a bed there set up for whoever was doing security mm-hmm. and i'm woken up first of all all the hair on on my arms and the back of my neck is straight up <laughs> Ew. I know that something is in the room with me. Mm. And I look over towards where the stair stairway is and I see these two red eyes. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a very animalistic growl. Ooh. It's, and it's not like an animal I've heard before. It didn't sound like a dog. It didn't sound like a bear. It just was sounded it, like something in there. Was it long, the growl? Or is it just like, like just a short A little one. bit longer than like, like that. Mm, it wasn't mm. big, big, long. Mm-hmm. And I immediately, of course, jumped the fuck up. Yeah. Can I say fuck? Yeah. Okay, okay. And I, I curse a lot. I've got a mouth like a sailor. That's fine. And, uh, and it's gone. It is just totally gone. But... I know that I saw something in that moment that something was threatening me. And that was actually the last time I ever spent the night there alone. The rest of the time I'd ask for somebody else to be there because I didn't want to be alone in that building again at night. Mm-hmm. And then of course, what really freaked me out that time is this had to be like, I want to say it was at least the third week I was doing that. If not the fourth, but what how many times was that entity watching me before? And like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh. <sighs> I have, I, I try to, when I explained to Turn of Head yesterday was that I am more wanting to experience this and wanting to believe more than I can say that I, I, I 100% believe in it. I want to believe in it. And and I am also a chicken, so I also don't want to see it because I think I'll be a, I'll be a scared. But at the same time, I kind of want to experience that. Um, so I I have always had this bad image that goes is kind of has this bad image or spirit or whatever you want to call it. They are always scary and threatening. And this is very kind of eye-opening for me to really be talking to to you and Turniphead, who has who have this a complete different perception of the experiences that you've had. Uh huh. So, switching back to so, does that mean that you you can go to a place and? be comfortable and suddenly feel like, okay, there's a presence here, you know, I'm just acknowledging it and, and then go on with your, with your things. Do you feel it all the time or is it specific places that you feel that? It's not all the time. It's, and I, I guess it's specific places. It's yeah. It's not an, uh, it's not my superpower. That's for sure. Okay. It's, it's just something that happens. If something appears, I might be sensitive to it, is how I like to put it. But I also believe, though, me personally, I believe in people who can experience things can experience it. It's not just like a randomness, like, you know, you see it once. If you can see it, you can probably see it. The reason why I said that was I was actually... um, I went to a... this I don't know what. I was in my early teens or mid-teen years, and... I went with my mom to this uh, seminar, and it's a like Christian churchy, it's a Catholic seminar, and they talked about um, this person, this woman from Taiwan. She came and gave a talk, and she supposedly uh, is able to to see ghosts like all the time. That's like oh, her wow. superpower, and yeah. she can also see your your physical illness, like, you know, if you have any sort of sickness, soreness, or cancer, or whatever, she supposedly can see it. Like, she would oh, see wow. the early sign. And and she said it's an intuition. She said it's not, you don't, 
like when you when she says seeing things, she's not physically seeing things, but she senses it and detects it. And she can also communicate with the dead who who who's come to you know like kind of like a medium, you know. Yesterday we talked about the Long Island medium. Uh huh. And she said, if you have that that she call it a gift, you can train, you can hone it so that you can you can tune your sensitivity up so you can see things and communicate with them or hear them more. I don't often. know if I'm ready to go there. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, so that 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 idea was always in my head, and therefore, I don't want to go. You know, intentionally want to open up that lock. You know, I still want to keep it like you know, safe distance. Oh yeah, I, I dig that because I think it's gonna fuck with my head a lot if I keep doing that. Um. So you know, imagine, and then I have I have guests on Penang Hokkien who shared this with me, where they I have a couple of them that I know. Who are that way, or at least I, 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 I have no reason to not believe in them because you know I, you know that's one of those things that you can't really take everything they say, um, like as a, you know hundred percent truth. Yeah. But at the same time, I just have no reason why they want to um, lie to me because they don't get anything from telling me. They don't get fame or n- nothing. So. One guy can see stuff like that, and he said that he has been trying to like push this ability of his down, but he can always see stuff, and he's actually experienced something like really awful. Like she would, he would see um, this uh, an entity in the bedroom sitting on on his roommate, and on his roommate's stomach, a woman, a girl, and then she would be staring at him. So it's threatening. He'll be staring at him, and he would communicate with the ghost, the female entity, that you know, leave my friend alone. And then immediately, with a split second, boom, he's in front of him, cho- like choking oh, him. Oh no, 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 no! Holding no, on his neck, and he says he can, and he tries to hit her, her, her arm, trying to release her arm from from holding onto his neck. He said he felt it like when he hits her, he actually felt the physical something that she he's hitting, and and that's like just one of the many 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 stories that he's seen. And he he's been on a uh you know jogging and and then he ran past this this old man with a a bird cage with a bird you know, and then he was like wondering why it's kind of weird. And then he turned back immediately a few seconds later and he's gone. Like oh, stuff. that's creepy. I know. So, I want to experience that because it's kind of cool because you get to tell people your experience. But I also am a chicken, so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. If I'm there with a group of say twenty people and I'm experiencing something, like I can see stuff, and and that would be kind of fun. But I just don't want to do it by myself. So I don't want to open up that door. And then g- going into that long about ways to go into saying, um, do you believe in psychic? Do you believe in people reading or picking up things? You know, I, I I'm torn on that one. Yeah. Uh, and I and I'm 
I'm torn because I sense stuff, so I know that people are sensitive. Mm-hmm. But I, I think some people might, but I think other people are just bullshit artists. Yeah. I, that, I, I, who I think is, so Who too. is that famous ghost person who – Oh, like John, John Edwards? Like, I'm sensing there is a man in your life. Okay, great. That's your 50-50. Okay, that's great. <laughs> I'm suspecting that they're dead. Well, great. Okay, that's another 50-50. <laughs> but the, the way he would pose his question, questions were just like, oh, Lord, you're, so, just, you're fishing for answers. Yeah, and, and, and I have some explanations to that. It's that, um, well, one, I think I will believe those who do not make money out of their, their calling. You know, yeah, if they have yeah, nothing yeah. to gain, then they have more credibility to me. I would agree with you on that one. So uh, if it's like you have a TV show and, and all that, you know, then I have to be a little bit more skeptical, right? Yeah. So, so the reason why I, I said that, um, the reason why they say that question, it's um, I've heard people talking about that and people who, who I have reason to believe them, they said they it doesn't come clearly. It doesn't come very crisp. They it, It's like when you... Think of a number. Let's say let, you're trying to do math. You're trying to divide, you know, sixteen divided by two, and mm-hmm. then you know the answer. That thought. Okay, eight. Come on, is that eight? <laughs> I was like, shit. I'm Asian. I better not, you know, lose faith. You have to be good at math. <laughs> so, so when you think about that eight, that is how they see things so it's like okay there's a man okay and then boom that image pop up again not image but that idea that thought comes up again something about flower there's something red right shoulder so they are picking up pieces as they're communicating they don't pick up the whole story so what they're needing uh, the you to complete is the connection, the person who has the connection would have to piece all that together. And it is the presence more than the message itself. Like they just want a confirmation. And I'll, I'll go into telling you this story. My, uh, our family is Christian, a Catholic uh, growing up. My aunts were not at that time. And so when my grandfather passed away, I remember my my aunt would go to this Chinese um, like temple and they would do this ritual. It would be kind of like a medium. They would do this ritual and they would say, um, they would write down my grandfather's birthday. Mm-hmm. And um, and there's a few things and, and his, his name, I believe. And they would then go take those information and they would go hunt for him. So it's fair. The ritual, I was saying yesterday too, the ritual is scarier than the actual thing. So they they would use like a, a rice bowl or something, you know, like uncooked rice and then put it on the table and they would touch it and then they would kind of go into this trance, you know, this personal yeah. medium. And then they would say, okay, uh, is he blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, does he have uh, f- two sons? And, and then uh, my aunt would say no because they, there's only the four of them, the four girls. So... She's like hunting. She go look for kind of the the similarity, and then she go look, and then she couldn't and f- couldn't find him, and and so she said, I I don't know why they couldn't find him. And then they finally asked questions, and my aunt said that they said they finally asked her if if she, where was he buried, 
and she said that 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 such and such cemetery, and it's a Christian cemetery. Mm-hmm. And they said, "Oh, okay, I have to do something else." <laughs> so, <it's> something- <laughs> <laughs> so it's like he's in a different wing. Excuse me. So so then they start to do something, and and then immediately he said. Then he started to get it. Now, mind you, those information were not given to them prior to uh, them visiting. I don't know if there were maybe somebody tried to the the person who uh, brought my aunt may have known something and fed them the information or not. But uh-huh. <clears throat> but the the funny thing was, she said, "Okay, he has four girls. Is that correct?" And she said, "Yes," and. And my aunt also is a chicken, so she started to shiver. I remember she said she almost peed her pants, and then uh, and then she said he has a like a godson, like not his biological son, but he has like a godson that's like a son figure, and that's mm-hmm. correct. And and then she said, okay, okay, now it sounds like it's the right thing, right person. And then he comes up supposedly through this medium, and then he did the sign of the cross on him. And the creepy thing was, according to my aunt, was he started to, or the the spirit that got onto this medium, who's a woman, suddenly sit like my grandfather used to sit. And she said, that's like the creepiest thing because she said, suddenly I'm seeing an embodiment of my grandfather who passed Mm -hmm. in this, the way he he sits like he always sit with one leg up on the chair and then kind of head kind of ducked down and one uh his his elbow would be on one of his knees and put his his hand on his forehead but it's very distinct my grandfather how he sits and suddenly the that came so she said she almost fainted uh because that's to her in her mind that's the confirmation that this is real Wow. So, but it's fascinating. I want to see those things. But then my my mom said, you know, I don't want to. I she she says she wants to respect the dead. She doesn't want to go bother them. So she doesn't want to kind of. She asked my aunt to say, you should probably let father go and not kind of get hurt him back if it is indeed real. Wow. Uh huh. It's it's. Ooh. But but she just from sitting? Yeah. It's the way he sits. He he did the sign of the cross and then suddenly I and suddenly he would just come up and then it get got into that posi- that pose that is my typical grandfather. Because he's he's like in his uh late eighties, I think when he died, early nineties, maybe it was ninety exactly. So he's he's a little skinny guy and he's kind of you know, a little crooked, his body, crooked to one side, and how he sits. And he always sits like, it's like his, you know, the Chinese squat, you know, the Asian squat? That's yeah. what my grandfather would do. He would squat okay. on the chair. So immediately after he did the, she did the sign of the cross, and she's like squat up and onto the chair and then get into that pose that my grandfather would sit. So that is creepy. And I, can't, I want it to be real. <laughs> now, okay, now here's my question for you. Yes. Um, is uh, is that like a typical sitting position for men of his age? <laughs> not, not really. No, it's like my grandfather because he he's like one size lopsided. He's always crooked. My 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 aunt would call him like you know it's it's always crooked. He's like one side. It's not the typical traditional way of sitting. It's that's why it's so distinctive. 
Okay. So it's not like, you know, an, a typical old man also must sit like that. Not really. It's it's like a weird way because it's not just squatting, but it's like kind of like a, a crooked squat. Okay. Um, and then and then one other um experience that I had, as far as the like, go back to being like psychic, right? Uh-huh. I you should probably try this. If you, if you have somebody who you are very close to, you can play some games of uh having that mind connection. This is not with a dead person. This is like a, with a living person. Oh, thank God. It's easier that way. Yeah. So with my, <laughs> I can do that with my brother. I can do that with Bruce. I, uh, of course, this is sometimes maybe by chance, you know. I, I, I don't know, but there, it, there are too many times for it to be just mere chance. I can tell my brother to think about something and then I can say something and then, he would freak out that it's not all the time, but there were times where it is correct. When it's correct, he said, I have no idea how you did it. So he bought a computer at work. This is years ago. He bought a computer at work. And, and he, of course, I didn't know about that. It's so random. I just asked him to think about something. So I said, okay, I'm seeing triangles. You know, I'm seeing triangles, like a series of triangles. I don't know what it is. So he's like, you're full of shit, right? And this is the first time. And and then he we went to work that weekend. And after that weekend, he went to work. It was because it was just a office just bought that new computer. Uh-huh. And he sat down while he was working on the computer. He looked down on the CPU. He saw a logo on the computer that has a series of triangles. And he immediately called me. He said, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe this. The triangle that you were telling me this weekend. I saw it on my computer. So that, uh-huh, Days later. This is, yeah, a few, it was weekend and he went back to work on Monday. So that that's like, that's the one thing that sort of tell me that hmm, maybe I might have something. That's why I don't want to go see ghosts because have I... You, have you uh, practiced with Bruce? Uh, I have done that with him. I asked him to, because you know he 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 totally does not believe in ghosts. You know, he's completely he's like just it's just all bullshit. And I I asked him to think about numbers. This oh, because uh-huh. that was it was kind of hard, right? When it's just out there, think about something. With my brother, it was just open. It was just think about something. But when with Bruce, sometimes I remember a few times when we were in bed. I would ask him to think about a number from one to a uh, hundred, and then uh-huh. I, w- I would name the number correctly. How many times? Maybe two or three times. Oh my god, you're psychic! <laughs> but okay, so to the point where he doesn't, he said, "I don't like this anymore." <laughs> and, but it has to be somebody that I'm very close, that I have deep emotional connection. Then I can do that. Well, we've met, so let's try it. Okay, I'm thinking of a number between one and a hundred. No. On, try, it. try it. Go 68. on. Sixty-eight. No. <laughs> try again. Seventy-one. No, close. Seventy-three. Again. No, farther away. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I think don't of know. me. Think of me. What number am I thinking of? Sixty-nine. Yeah, correct. <laughs> oh. See, see, if I, if I am more, um. If I if I'm smarter, I probably would have said that number earlier, but I'm just trying to see the number because I can actually see image. Like you, if you ask me to do stuff like that, I can see images um, in my head. 
I don't know. I'm a bit full of shit. I'm just stupid. But I'm intrigued. Yeah. Tell I me. Possible. Tell me one more. Uh, your one of your pleasant um, experience with with ghosts with. Well, I have a I have a uh, a story that always makes me giggle. Okay. Because I moved over here to Monterey because a wonderful manager had moved a couple months earlier and t called me up said he needed me for this position, mm -hmm. and so I I came over here to to join him because he's that good of a manager and a friend, mm -hmm. and so he was working up in a building that back in the day used to be the infirmary, infirmary, infirmary. That's the word. Mm -hmm. And there's often stories of a coffer. Ew. Spirit who just coughs. Mm. And so one night he was in that building and I was at the front desk. And he, it was late at night. Everyone had left. This had to be at least eight o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. Everyone else had left at five from his office. And, <laughs> and he calls me up at eight o'clock. He's like, Scott. I went, yeah. He goes, you know the story about the ghost up here. I went, yeah, 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 I do. He goes, I can hear it coughing right now. <gasps> I went, oh, that's cool. He goes, no, I'm trying to work, and it's creeping me out. <laughs> I went, dude, just say, uh, just tell it that you're busy and you respect that you share a space, but if they could stop, that would be great. And he, you can literally hear him. Put down the or set a set of phone. <laughs> hello, hello. Uh, yeah, uh, trying to work here. I respect you, and if you could uh, just just leave me alone right now, that'd be great. And sure enough, it worked. Uh, the the coughing stopped, but it was <laughs> it just oh. made me giggle how you could set hear him t immediately take away from his mouth. <laughs> like, oh my God. See, I would totally do the same thing. I mean, I would totally. I mean, I have. So I think it's uncom. It's more common that people reacting it by by freaking out. I think it's just because you guys, you and Turnip Head, were probably more accepting and more open to the idea of you know let's just exist together. Because if you don't experience anything like this, it might it might be it's creepy. I guess I'm. I, it's more would, creepy than scared. I guess. Yeah, I would agree with you. Now that building did have an amazing experience one one uh, evening that I was because I worked in that building for a while, and that building had four different offices that were all connected. Mm -hmm. It's it's four different rooms basically. So I'm in one room, and I hear a loud crash. Ew! Like like what? Like uh... like something hitting the ground. Something big hitting the ground. Ew. And I run into the room, and two of my coworkers are – they are just stark white because a because this was wintertime. Yeah. And they, they did have a little uh, rotating fan up on a second shelf, on an upper shelf in, in the corner of the office. And this fan is on the ground. And they said that they were just sitting there working, and next thing you know, that fan, which was in the back corner, wasn't near an edge at all, flew across the room into the center of the room where it landed. Oh, my gosh. And so it's not they, a ceiling fan, right? It's a like, No, no. It's, okay. it's like one of those little desk rotating yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they both admit they didn't see it happen, 
they, but they were just like, how did it get everyone there? In the office heard it. I mean, we all came running in, going, "What the hell's that noise?" Mm. But that was that was like, wow. Were you there? I, yeah, I was there. I was in a different office. Mm-hmm. So you heard the bang, then you went in. I heard it, and I rushed in to see the f- the fan on the floor. But that was the first time I'd ever seen a what I'll call a physical. Yeah. You know, how how uh, it's poltergeist. Yeah, exactly. That's creepy too. Stuff move. You have yeah, to. You, you would have stuff you, moving is the creepiest. Of yeah, all. yeah, yeah. You would have heard. Oh, so the other day, so we uh, Bruce and I were. I think Bruce is afraid too. He's just like doesn't want to believe in it because he, he's afraid. I think, uh, <laughs> but I he and I were downstairs and we were watching. And it, you know, I've never really felt anything, you know, in my house before. Because mainly because it's my house and I don't want to think about it. <laughs> so, um, we we were downstairs in the basement. We watch. We were watching TV. And then we hear this loud crash, like, bang! and then we, we kind of know where, which direction it came from. We were in the basement and suddenly uh-huh. we got scared and went upstairs and, and I, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I'm a chicken and I'm, you know, not the most butch guy ever, you know, but when it comes to stuff like that, I suddenly, you know, my adrenaline pump is pumping and I was like, I'm running up there. I'm brave, you know? So I went up there and tried to, to see and we were you know and just like several uh weeks ago our lawnmower got stolen so we were thought we were thinking oh my gosh is it is it uh maybe a burglar or something you know so we went upstairs and explore explored and he went out and with a flashlight and check everything everything was fine so for a moment i thought oh my gosh could it be ghosts you know because i was watching ghost adventures at that time too so it was uh-huh. helping and it turned out just to be our clock in the bathroom the next morning that has a suction cup and the suction cup came off. Fuck. <laughs> Nothing exciting. It was physics. <laughs> yes, it was physics. Yeah, exactly. As simple as that. Just gravity. <sighs> but uh, seeing things move, I I talked yesterday about how one of my friends was supposedly possessed. And um, so you have to go listen to that. Oh, by this time you would. I've already listened to it. It was great. (laughs) See, can you imagine being stuck outside, a girl stuck outside and seeing the door, like kind of like it's shut, but then it's moving like that. And then people inside are seeing all the windows are like flip open and shut down, uh, close and open and close and bang, 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 as if there's wind, but there's no wind. And then the door Uh were all shivering. As this petite woman is speaking in this gravelly well and speak like cussing, uh-huh. and three grown men push her down and she flipped all three guys away. And then she yes. wanted and she wanted to jump off the cliff. She said she wants to go out and play. But it was like on a cliff. So if she were to jump off the, the window, she would have died or killed herself. It's a very, Ugh. very creepy. It creeped me out when you told it yesterday. I was creepy. <laughs> anyway. So, <laughs> uh, I, I kind of maybe, hmm. do you talk about, do you, do you talk to people much about your experience? Oh, yeah. I love talking about it. It's one of my favorite things in the world. I love telling people about this shit. What, what was your most recent one? 
Oh, John, sadly, it's been years. It's been, oh. Yeah, ever since I left Asilomar, it's been very, very sad. Uh, However, tonight has promise. Oh, yes. Okay, can, if, if you, can you tweet if you see something? I will. Where, I will. where are you going? So I'm going to, um, once a month, on the last Friday of the month, we don't have a gay bar here in Monterey. Mm-hmm. So once a month on the last Friday, the gay community has a get-together. Mm-hmm. And tonight we're going to the Uber Swanky Club uh, uh, restaurant slash club, eighteen thirty three. Now eighteen thirty three is also known as the Stokes Adobe, and there is a very well known and often documented uh, ghost that that resides there. Mm. That the stories are there's one waitress one night. Let's see if I can get this story right. Uh, she was just closing up for the night, and she walked into a she walked into the like the server room where the servers do all their stuff, and then when she came back to the dining room, all the chairs were on the tables oh. instead of being on the ground where they where she yeah. had just left them. There's a story of how one time um, a waitress had just broken up with her boyfriend. And she was in the back room crying, and she swears she felt a presence uh, wrap their arms around her like a hug, oh. to, and and felt a hand pat her on their shoulder. That comforting like cons- move, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, oh, I can't. What is the name of the spirit? The spirit actually has a name. Who people think it is? It's the former owner oh. of of back when it was. Uh, this was one of California's first cities. It was the owner there, and that I'm I'm so excited about going there. Have you been there before? I've been there once before, but now I know the owners, and they said they're going to uh, let me upstairs, mm. and I'll get to explore a bit. So I'm looking forward to that. Do you do you uh, do you like doing stuff like that, like those those shows where you go into a room and turn off the light and see if you can sense? And- no, I, I would never do that because I'm too I'm I'm as much of a chicken, chicken <laughs> and, and and I will I will manifest things to happen and scare the hell out of me. <laughs> like a, like in a breeze sweep by, I was like, oh, somebody touch me, somebody just touch yeah, me. Exactly right. right? <laughs> I'll hear a car horn. Oh my God! It's the devil talking to me. <laughs> no, you know I have to say that we have a wonderful ghost tour here in Monterey, and I've taken it two or three times, uh-huh. and I never experience anything when I'm looking for it. Yeah, it's only when it happens. Hmm. When it happens, it happens, and this whole going on a ghost hunting. Now, I I grant you, people do see stuff on these tours occasionally, mm-hmm. but it's never happened to me, so I really don't have a whole lot of Hope that anything is going to happen tonight. Plus, there's going to be lots know. of people there any, anyway. So I don't, I don't you know. Should, you should ask to be upstairs by yourself. Uh, they have agreed to it. They have they have said that uh, let's work it out sometime. So probably not until January when Spamalot is over. Mm. Will I? Uh, I'll take advantage of that and go spend a couple hours at the restaurant after it's closed when I'm by myself. Ooh, that would be kind of fun. You know what? You should record. I'm going to. I'm going to uh, on my um, iPhone. Yeah. I'm going to record a segment for the Sagesphere podcast, and then play back and listen to see if is that EVP. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh! It'll be so exciting. Oh, oh speaking of EVP, I'm going to tell you this. So I was I was on uh, I was recording 
Penang Hokkien, and we talk about ghosts all the time, like once a month. And there was a story, and I, I can't be 100% sure, but it's still in the recording. I maybe have to find the recording now. Um, the, w- w- the Somebody was talking about the her purse has candies. You know, she'd actually carry a bunch of candies and, and her purse. And then uh, one time she... Uh, her, her nephew reacted from like as in the room, and she he came out screaming and as if he saw something, you know. And he's uh-huh. like, you know, I don't like the little kids say, I don't like it, I don't like it, I don't like it. And um, and then they soon found out that there was like a, a little kid, child spirit in that room or something. And then she said she when she opened up her purse, all the candies have been chewed on. Oh, like all like you know teeth mark on the on the candies in her purse, and uh, so wasn't that creepy? That story itself is creepy, right? That's very creepy. And then as she was telling that story, we heard a child like like a, like a slight kid's voice in the recording, and it's still there. I don't know whether somebody did that or or what it was. It was around the time. It's, I don't know if it's actually a. While she was talking about that story or setting up or whatever, but we heard it's like who heard? Did you guys hear that? I actually heard that in, um, in the in the recording when I was doing the recording. I heard like who who did that? Who did that? And and uh, but anyway, so that's that's creepy. So hopefully you record something. Wow. Yeah. Hopefully something will happen when I do that. That'll be great. I know. Would that be awesome? First, I'll call you first. Oh my god! I'll make it, I'll make it an online exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> Pink spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I'm I'm gonna change subjects for a second. I okay. gotta go here pretty soon, by the way. Okay. Good. I've, I gotta get going. But I want to tell you that so many people love your themes or you your doing theme my song. song. Yeah. On my show. Oh, good. I'm glad. You have such a gorgeous voice, and all the work you did with the with this the uh, harmonies and everything, it just sounds great. Well, thank you. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. When I first heard that song, I thought, oh, that's something that I can do. As long as, as I don't have to write everything from scratch, I can do that. I really, truly enjoyed doing it. It was. It sounds great. It's one of my favorite parts of the show now. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Now, most of all, I appreciate that you came on online. Po- came on, <laughs> uh, appeared on I online podcast a little harder again. And happy Halloween to you. Bye happy back, Halloween. And uh, you can contact me. You can leave me comment and call us stupid, whatever. Go to uh, my website, onlinepodcast.com. You can write me email, online at gmail.com. That's O-N-G-L-I-N-E at gmail.com. You can call me, 920-iPhone1. And uh, I have many messages that I have not gone in and checked. And that's why nobody called anymore because I forgot from 2011. Anyway, thank you. Don't forget to smile, bitches. Bye. And thank you, Scott. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.